promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. I'm a wonderful person. Psalm 16. Protect me, O God, for I take refuge in you. I have said to the Lord, you are my Lord, my good above all other. All my delight is in the godly that are in the land, upon those who are noble among the people. But those who run after other gods shall have their troubles multiplied. I will not pour out drink offerings to such gods, never take their names upon my lips. O Lord, you are my portion and my cup. It is you who uphold my lot. My boundaries enclose a pleasant land. Indeed, I have a rich inheritance. I will bless the Lord who gives me counsel. My heart teaches me night after night. I have set the Lord always before me. Because God is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. My heart, therefore, is glad, and my spirit rejoices. My body also shall rest in hope. For you will not abandon me to the grave, nor let your Holy One see the pit. You will show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy, and in your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Amen. Our reading today comes from Ezekiel chapter 15, verse 1. And the word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, how does the wood of the vine surpass any wood, the vine branch that is among the trees of the forest? Is wood taken from it to make anything? Do people take a peg from it to hang any vessel on it? Behold, it is given to the fire for fuel. When the fire has consumed both ends of it and the middle of it is charred, is it useful for anything? Behold, when it was whole, it was used for nothing. How much less when the fire has consumed it and it is charred, can it be used for anything? Therefore, thus says the Lord God, like the wood of the vine among the trees of the forest, which I have given to the fire for fuel, so I have I given up the inhabitants of Jerusalem. I will set my face against them. Though they escape from the fire, the fire shall yet consume them, and you will know that I am the Lord when I set my face against them. And I will make the land desolate because they have acted faithlessly, declares the Lord God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, this is a this should be somewhat of a familiar uh, visual for us, and we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But here, another parable, another picture that that is given to Ezekiel to give a specific example of what it is that uh, God is going to do, and and, and uh, so he uses this example, right? of branches from vines. And and the picture that I have in my head is, you know, of ivy, which it tangles up, it it clings to to anything to to grow on houses, trees, whatever, is the picture that I have in my head. Uh, Can you build a house from a branch of ivy? No, you can't. You could maybe make a basket or a hat, I was thinking about that. Can, can you really not make anything from the branch of a vine? And it depends on what kind of vine or branch we're talking about. Uh, if it's 
a more solid type of branch from a vine, something that's not malleable, that's not able to be contorted into some other shape to make a basket or a hat or something, a bag, something like that, then no, you can't do anything with it, can you? And, and I'm assuming that's the picture, that's, that's the wording that God is going for here. But the reality is, is you can't do anything with it. And that's, and that's the point that God is making here of, of what is going to be coming to Jerusalem. It's almost as though he's having to preach and reassure to Ezekiel again to say, this is what I'm going to do. And it's, it's a brutal picture, right? The first, first three verses are, are basically laying out, well, what do we use those branches for? What are they used for? And then he answers it in verse four. It's given for fire. It's given to be burned. It's, and, and even then when it's burned, right? If a little branch, it lasts for a moment. It's, it's maybe uses kindling to get a fire going, but it's not going to last all night. It is going to burn out in, in a moment. And, and here he, he, he says, well, when it's, when it's burned to both ends and it's charred in the middle, is it good for anything? No, it wasn't, it wasn't worth much to begin with at the start. And now it's even more worthless, right? Uh, And that's what he says in verse five. Verse four was, was, what is it for? It's, it's to be burned. Verse five, it, it was useless before it burned. It is even more useless now is, is what God is saying. Behold, when it was whole, it was used for nothing. How much less when the fire has consumed it and it is charred, can it ever be used for anything? And then he says, therefore, thus says the Lord, like the wood of the vine among the trees of the forest, which I've given to the fire for fuel. So have I given up the inhabitants of Jerusalem which is a brutal word for God to be speaking, basically saying that the inhabitants of the chosen city are useless. That's brutal, right? You don't want to be hearing that from God. I don't want to be hearing from God that I'm useless. I want to be useful for God. Don't you want to be useful for God? And yet there is that fear, right, of being useless. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, like the wood of the vine among the trees of the forest, which I have given for fuel for fire. So have I given up the inhabitants of Jerusalem and I will set my face against them. We've talked about this before. This has been a picture that we've had throughout these chapters of Ezekiel, God setting his face, turning his face against Jerusalem. It's, it's sort of in Luke in which Jesus is said to have set his face to go to Jerusalem. He's purposeful. He's in he has a single intention. He's not going to be distracted turning to one side or the other. The same thing here for God. He is not to be distracted. He's not going to be bought off. He is planning this destruction that is going to come. Though they escape from the fire, the fire shall yet consume them. And you will know that I am the Lord. We hear that phrase again, right? We've heard this this whole time. You will know that I am the Lord. It's, it's as though the, the book of Ezekiel is about, you need to know the Lord. You need to come to a knowledge of the Lord. When I set my face against them, you're going to know the Lord. As though God is going to be working. God is going to be acting. And I will make the land desolate because they have acted faithlessly, declares the Lord God. That's a brutal, brutal statement there there too. They have been faithless to me. 
So I will remove the land of the promise that they have trusted in. They've not trusted in me as the promise giver. And so I'm going to remove from them this this promise that they trust in, this thing that they've turned into idolatry, this city, this temple, this land, that they might come back to know me again. And, and we've talked about it before, but it's something to continue to reiterate, especially as we're, we're coming. This is, this is Easter Monday, right? Happy Easter. He is risen. He is risen indeed. What happened for you on Sunday? Was it a big show? Did, did your church pull out all the stops? Were, were there live animals? <laughs> what was it? Some big, trendy, awesome sermon about whatever? Or did you show up and, and was the risen Christ celebrated above all things? Was the message of the resurrection preached to you? Was, was God delivered to you as the one who has defeated death for you? Were your hearts and, and, and minds turned by the Spirit of God in repentance towards him who bled and died and rose for your sake? That is, that is the movement that God is doing in our midst. That's the movement that God is doing in us. And he will remove those things that get in the way of that message that get in the way of himself, the things that we put on a pedestal to try and try and make more and much of than what it is that should be made much of, which is Jesus Christ suffering and dying for you, rising, emptying the tomb for you, defeating death for you. Well, as I said, you can't help but read this uh you can't help but read this chapter in ezekiel and not think of another chapter 15 another chapter 15 and in john chapter 15 right i am the true vine and my father is the vine grower he removes every branch in me that bears no fruit every branch that bears fruit he prunes to make it bear more fruit You've already been cleansed by the word that I've spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and, I will, and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. There's this call, church, right? That, that we can take from both Ezekiel 15 and John 15 of this calling to abide in him, to dwell in him to have our home in him, not in some other things, not in some other allegiances, not in politics, political parties, uh, uh, local community activism, or, or whatever the case may be. Not whatever that we try to add to Jesus to make him more palatable, nor what we try to turn into Jesus that is not. Instead, instead, we want to cling to Christ. We want to make him our own and him to make us his own. 
We do not want to be thrown into the fire and burned because we're useless, because we have tried to detach ourselves from the vine. Instead, we want him to come and do his work among us to, yes, prune us, which can hurt, to remove those things that get in the way. But instead, we want him to help us abide in him, to cling to him, to be nourished by him, to live only by him. That's, that's the working of God in our midst. The problem that we have in Ezekiel 15 is we have a group of people who've turned their backs on God and decided that they know better, who, who felt as though God has abandoned them when all God is doing is doing this work to prune them, to remove from them the things that have gotten in the way of him being their God. Blessed church, Christ has risen for you to take you as his own particular people, to buy you as his own particular possession, and to make you his own. Cling to him. Abide in him. Bear fruit of repentance and faith in him. Feel the Spirit convicting you today of any form of idolatry that you have in your life. Allow those things to be pruned, to be stripped away, and allow him to give you life and to cling to you as you cling to him, being nourished by the, by the vine and the roots that are Jesus Christ and God our Father in heaven. May that be the way that it is, because we, apart from him, we have nothing, and we can do nothing. Our only life is in him, and that is why he comes and he does these things and speaks of these things, such as in Ezekiel 15, saying, I've turned my face against you so that you might know who I am, that you might know me, that you might know where life is, and it's not in you, it's in him. And that is the good news, because when everything else fails in us, God doesn't. Let us pray. Almighty God, you give us the joy of celebrating our Lord's resurrection. Give us also the joys of life in your service and bring us at last to the full joy of life eternal. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, Easter blessings to you, church. Prayers that things are going well with you as, as we enter into this Easter season. I pray that the resurrection blessings will be upon you, that you will cling to the freedom that you've received in Jesus Christ, that you will be reminded that your sins are forgiven for his sake, and that your death has been defeated because he defeated it. Prayers that you would continue to grow in faith and love towards God and one another. Please share this with anyone that you come across, that they might be uh, ministered to and blessed through this ministry that we've been doing. Uh, we, we don't get paid for this. This is just something that we do in order to share the word of God and the message of his grace with whoever we can. Well, go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.